Welcome back to the Act Two podcast, a podcast for the real life, not working <laughs> screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Hallman. And please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our upcoming topics. We've got some fun ones planned for this year. You can also DM us if you have questions, topic suggestions. I just want to, I don't know, tell us we said something wrong, which definitely happens. People are like, you completely misspoke in your last episode. Mm-hmm. You're a moron. Mm-hmm. They're usually really nice about it, but I think we read Very it nice. as yeah. we're morons. We spiral for a day about how dumb we are. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all of that, though, at act2writers at gmail.com. All spelled out or on Instagram and Twitter at act2writers. I'm also on the things. I'm Story Thursday on Instagram and Tasha 3.0 on Twitter. I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter. Josh Hallman on Instagram. And speaking of misspeaking, can I also just go back and say I misspoke in our strike episode <laughs> where Josh asked, hey, can we submit specs and ideas to our reps? And I was like, no. And of course, that's incorrect. You absolutely can. Um, I'm working on a spec with my writer's group and with my manager and my agents have been asked to be kept in the loop on it. Um, the only thing is, is that's where that line ends, right? Your reps cannot then send it out to producers or studio execs, but you absolutely can keep it internal and develop it and write it on your own with the guidance of your reps. But that's, yeah, that's Uh, where that ends. This is amazing because one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was specs. Yeah. This is like uh, a new segment called uh, Spec Watch or Spec Check (laughs) or something. So you're writing the spec. You told your manager, you told your agents. Did they have any thoughts on the idea? Oh, you mean my actual idea that I'm currently working on? Yeah. Did you, like your spec that you're working on, did you just say, hey, I'm going to work on this? Or did you get their feedback first? They don't even know the log line of the spec I'm okay. working on because I know my manager in particular will have so many questions and I will get befuddled mm-hmm. by their questions. And I want to first write what's in my heart and soul. Yeah. Something AI doesn't have, by the way. Yep. And put it on the page for my writer's group first to just kind of get it as airtight as I as I think it is, as I want it to be. And then I'll send it to my manager first, get her feedback, because I tend to trust her development sense much more than I trust my agents. My agents, when they said, hey, keep us in the loop on the thing you're writing during the strike, was less about we want to develop it with you and more about we want to make sure that you're writing something that will further your career when we come out of the strike. So they're thinking very marketing-minded, right? They, as so, they do. And I want to do that last. So that's that, that'll be my process. Well, by the way, I'm very excited because it's been a while since you've written a spec. Yeah. But I thought that we could do our weekly check-ins with because oh. I'm writing a spec as well. Tell us about your spec. Um, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, check in. Where are you at with it? Oh, yeah. So this is our check in. So you have read, uh, read an outline and then I revised the outline and then I started to write it recently and I'm on page 10. So. All right. Yeah. I like, I like this, this new segment here. This yeah. is great. So it's holding us accountable like we talk about. Yeah. So, I like it. So you're, you're, you're outlining right now. Yes, I'm very basic beats. Okay. And then I think after I, I submit it to group next week, 
uh, after I get, because that act two is very fuzzy. I have to figure out what this, the movie is really about in that section. And then I submit it to you guys. And then I think I'll do like a, a stronger outline, like a more detailed outline, and then submit that to my my manager. Perfect. I'm just going to write Yeah, one. this is great. Yeah, cool. Then, Thanks. So we'll, we'll do another check-in, and then we'll find out where we're at, and we'll, we'll follow the progress of the specs. Okay. What is this segment called? Spec check. Spec check. That's good. That's that's good. Yeah. Almost as good as a newsies. Oh, before we jump into the main topic, yeah, you you, you did some picketing. Yeah, I so, did. I I went to Disney to picket. Nice. Did you go on any rides? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was like a dad joke. Um, <laughs> did, did so. So just to get an idea of the um, <laughs> of the. Uh, of the picketing scene for those who don't know. So can you take us through, you show up. You, yeah. Are, are I'll take you... you through the whole thing. It was, okay. it, so it's, it's, it's Disney studios in Burbank <laughs> off of Alameda. <laughs> uh, it's be- beautiful, beautiful campus. <laughs> so we, yeah, we, we park a, a little bit of ways. We, we walk to, you'll, you can't miss them. All the, all the writers walking with strike signs. They typically are wearing their, their, blue writer strike shirt so easy to find you go and you check in there's this little tent they're like are you a wga writer or a non-wga writer you can be either doesn't matter if you're a non-wga writer they have a little uh sheet that you can sign in you don't have to you can just you can just walk you don't have to do it but just a way for them to track people and then if you are a wga writer they kind of check you in they're like, grab some water, grab a sign. They have a bunch of already pre-made signs there if you want them. Or like the person I went with had already made her sign. And so she she like takes it home with her at the end of the day and then brings it back. So she always has the same sign. Or if you're lucky enough to find a blank sign, you can do that and write your own. And then you just start walking. And Disney in particular is great because it's like this huge it's this you just do a full circle around the whole studio. So it's one whole like lap basically that you do and then there are multiple gates along the way and some some people have set up at just a specific gate and they just go back and forth across the street at that gate and then a lot of people like myself were just doing the full loop and some people were there by themselves which was very cool they were just there headphones in listening to music with a sign and every now and again people would drive by and they'd honk and everyone would be like, yay. And again, there's water along the way. You just chat with your friends as you're, as you're walking around. So when you, 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 you check in and then you walk up to the group picketing, did you, are you, do you wave to them? You're like, what's up guys. And then you just join the line or did you just kind of like, no, so there wasn't really a line. There wasn't really like the guys, people are kind of mingling around, but mostly they're, they're walking. And so I, I went with one other friend who's also a, a TV writer and a feature writer. And she she had her sign. I grabbed a sign, a Ted Lasso sign, mm. which is great. Did they say believe? Um, what did it say on it, it? No, which it should. It was it. The sign made no sense. Whoever wrote this, please email me and explain it. <laughs> sign said Ted Lasso would have signed us. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, but it said Ted Lasso on it, so I wanted it. Um, so I just grab it, and then we just start walking. Like, we didn't say hi to anyone because we didn't know anyone. Yeah, yeah, We just yeah. kept walking. And then along the way, my friend 
um, who's been in multiple rooms, knew a few people along the way. And she'd be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, and then that's it. And some people, there's like grass along this particular walk. Disney is considered sort of like the plush <laughs> place to go pick it because it has like nice shady grassy spots. People had their dogs with them just walking around with their, their pups. It was great. Oh, man. Okay. Cool. And I was like, I was like very scared to pick it because I am not a social person. I don't like being in the sun. <laughs> I am the writer who just likes to be in a dark room. And by the end of it, I was sweating. It was it was disgusting. Um, but got in five miles of walking, and it was oh, great. Good job. <laughs> That's really, that actually. And then how how long in total? Um, I was there for I would say like two and a half hours. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I feel like a new segment, the Picket Watch. Every week, we'll yeah. just talk about picket stories. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Good to know. Yeah, it was great. Main topic? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are talking about a blog post that Final Draft put out called Five Tips to Staying in Screenwriting Shape. And since a lot of us are out of work right now or are unable to pursue work because of the strike, we thought this was a good topic to start thinking about. So we thought we'd go through what this blog says and do our thing and kind of comment where appropriate. Yeah, it's from Final Draft, popped up in my email, we talked about it. And I think we've even talked about this idea of like keeping that screenwriting muscle alive. And and so it yeah. just felt so perfect given the time. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just talked to Dave Levinson about this. We were talking about like, just staying fresh. This was even before the strike. You know, it's always important to 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 stay writing, stay active. Yeah, yeah. I have some thoughts as we go. Good. Me Should too. we start at the top? Let's do it. Okay. The first one is always be writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, Josh, how many days a week do you write? I usually write about five days a week. Yeah. Four, four days a week sometimes. And how much? would you say you write per day in terms of hours spent doing the craft? The last couple months have been really bad. I've been like four hours. Four hours a day? I think so. I don't that's know if not that's bad good at all. Bad. Some, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but I was aghast, flabbergasted, whatever millions of synonyms for this feeling when a showrunner who had been attached to one of my things, who was a very well-known feature feature writer in particular, said that she writes for four hours a day and then calls it a day. Like that's, mm. puts in four, like, and she was like, yeah, I do the work. I do four hours. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why am I doing 12 hours? <laughs> like, what is happening? No, four hours I think is, can be very solid. Well, Here's the thing to that is sometimes that it does like there is no number. Sometimes it's like I'm yeah. just getting this done. So I'll just be sitting down throughout from the morning to night and I'll be like, I had to finish this. I got my pages done and that's that. And then there's other days I should say it's, this isn't four hours of like pages flowing out. This is sometimes outlining, going through that outline, going back, reconfiguring. And then, you know, your brain just completely. If you're working on one thing, your brain just just stops at some. For me, for, it just stops. Yeah. It's good to actually pivot into something else. But yeah, that you're you're a little bit more 
uh, regimented because you're in a you were in a room and and you had hours, right? So like, yeah. What what's your writing life like? I won't talk about now because it's an anomaly. Yeah, but it's also yeah. You're right. It depends on TV versus movies. So like in a when I was running a room, we would meet for about four to five hours of the day. And that's still writing because you're talking about story. So I consider that writing. And then you'd come home and you'd have to also find time to write scripts or outlines. Yeah. And same with you, Josh. I would kind of, when I have work that has a deadline, I tend to write until my brain dies. And then I restart in the morning. When I have a little bit more luxury time, like even if I have, say, a, a feature that I'm writing for a job, Features tend to be less crammed in terms of deadline time. Uh, so I will, in order to <laughs> survive that, that process, because as, we, as we've said multiple times, it's usually about 12 weeks to write a feature if you're um, being paid to do it. And if you break up your outline that you've written for yourself or for them, whichever, so that you schedule yourself out, you can schedule yourself so that you have less of that 12-hour block of writing time and more of the four-hour block of writing time if you schedule yourself out well enough, right, and give yourself breathing room. So I try to do that. I don't know if that answers any of your questions. My writing, I don't have a normal yeah. writing schedule, in other but words. Here's here's actually something about this. is So when I when we talk about this, like you just said, and like we were saying, it's like sometimes we consider writing I just coming up with ideas. I feel like, yeah. but I, there is something very important to just being on a page and writing a script because for me sometimes when I start uh, specs and I'm like looking at the screen I'm like I forgot how to write I don't even know how to like me open too this. Like, how the hell do I what do I do what like and then I was actually talking to what I was saying with Dave it was, we were like I was like maybe we should just do this thing where I write a page send it to you you write a page send it back to me I write a page and just see what happens just mm-hmm. As an exercise, not to That's create cool. anything, just some random exercise and, and, and see what comes of it because um, you should always be writing, whatever I it is. I love that idea. Yeah, it could be fun, right? Yeah, that's a super fun idea. Like imagine if you, Dave, and I all just wrote one page and would send it over every other day, like everyone, someone has a page and it can go in literally any single direction. Every time it comes to me, there would be magic introduced. <laughs> yeah, and then... <laughs> days would just be something hor- horrifying like some kind of horror thing some kind of scare yeah or like personal thriller mine would be all about <laughs> MacGuffins. <laughs> there is a scroll there is a time bomb there is a yeah a dad story a father dad, son story yeah, someone yep yeah <laughs> we should actually do that i think that's a great idea um this so this blog suggests that quote unquote Writing a blog entry, posting a comment on social media, or even just writing an email are ways to stay writing. And I like that triggered me for some reason. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> because I do not think that posting a comment on social media or writing an email exercises any of the actual muscles you use for real writing. So I I will disagree with that section of the post, but something that Josh is saying is absolutely right. Like I think honestly, just sitting around and thinking about story, even if you're not writing on a page, that to me is writing. That is using the muscles required to then write something on on a blank page or doing exercises. I think 
Absolutely. When I don't have something I'm actually working on, exercises are a fantastic way to think outside the box. We do something in act two called idea creation night, which we got to set up here soon because we do it sort of every six months. Mm -hmm. Um, And idea creation night, one of the things that we do is there's a writing exercise at the top of it. So for 10 minutes, we sit and write on a particular topic and it can be something as bizarre as you want it to be. I think the prompts have been something like you, you, your character walks into a room and sees a singular painting on the wall. What is that painting and what is the story? And then the person, like everyone in, at the table will write for 10 minutes and then we'll read it if they want to out loud afterwards. And it just gets your brain pumping yeah. in all the right creative ways. So I think those are those will serve you more than something like I guess don't trick yourself into thinking that you wrote an email, therefore that's writing for that day. Yeah, definitely don't comment on social media, just in general. No, just just don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next one? Yeah. Be selective with what you watch. This one was interesting to me. This one's very interesting to me too. I don't don't know. I, I, I guess it's the idea of like you can learn anything or you can learn things from the movies that you're watching. Yeah, I don't know if you should be selective. Yeah, this author in particular had a really interesting experience. He himself is also a professional screenwriter, and he says that he went through this phase where he's watching so many bad movies as a way to like educate himself that he found that his own writing got worse because he started to fall into the same tropes as these bad movies because he watched them so often. I can sort of see how that could happen. I actually, when I was in eighth grade, um, let's take us back. Mm. And you know, I was in eighth grade. I was like already on the writing path. I knew this is what I wanted to do. I loved books and I love writing and creative writing. And we had a creative writing teacher for the first time ever at that grade level. And he pulled me aside one day and he's like, your writing is really great. And I was like, this is it. This is the moment. So he's going to tell me <laughs> to do this as a career. And he was like, but <laughs> you write just like all the books that we're reading. And I don't know what your voice is. He's like, mm. you have a skill, but you're just copying everyone because that's what you think good writing is. He's like, stop doing that and find your own voice. So I think this is probably the same thing that's happened to this guy. And that's an interesting point. Like I, I think you and I both agree that watching bad things is really helpful. Yeah. But for me, I guess I don't I don't have the time anymore to just watch a bunch of bad things intentionally. Instead, what I tend to do is I watch just things that I'm interested in. Yeah. And then afterwards, I will analyze it with Josh or my husband, just verbally talk about, really analyze, hey, like, why didn't I like this one section of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the pacing was slow. Well, why was the pacing slow? What was the filmmaker thinking here? Because it was probably deliberate. So what is going on? Like, I watched Guardian of the Galaxy 3 this mm-hmm. last weekend. I really enjoyed it. Have you seen it yet? Yes, I just saw it. I loved it. Okay, we can talk about it. Um, I thought the first movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, was perfect. This one wasn't quite perfect, but it was much better than two. And afterwards, like I was trying to understand and pick apart the things I didn't like. So rather than ignore the things you don't like about a movie, if you're a writer, I think it's important to just kind of pick it apart and... Um, ask yourself for me like there's a lot of pacing issues Mm -hmm. with certain parts of the movie so i I wanted to know why those pacing issues came up um i think that's a way to maybe approach it rather than just force yourself to watch bad movies yeah i agree with that completely yeah because who has the time to go out of their way and be like this i'm gonna watch this movie i don't really want to watch 
Yeah. And, and you, you kind of like go into things out of curiosity. You want to see what's going on. But yeah, you said it perfectly. You just kind of break down and talk about where or why things worked and why they didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the thing I have found when we do like script clubs, for example, is that a lot of writers might stop at, I just didn't like it. I don't like that section. Mm-hmm. And I think stop yourself from doing that and push beyond that and really sit down, go have dinner after the movie and just schedule that <laughs> after the movie so that you can have these deeper conversations about, well, why didn't I like it? Oh yeah. Okay. This is, this is what I'm learning. This is the lesson I can take home with me. So perfect. I do this with uh, Succession. I don't know if you watch it, but... I do not. Oh, man. I just recently watched the latest episode and talked about it for like an hour, just breaking down characters that. and motivations and being like, okay, well, they set this up and this. And it is really helpful because it helps you. And then it realizes what you have to be doing in your own writing. Totally. And also like, yeah, the tips and tricks you learn to like shortcut things mm-hmm. that can only sometimes happen in the actual production of something. There's so many things I've learned from just watching and being an audience member that I then take into my writing, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, as an audience member, I did not understand this long bit of exposition from a character. It just, and I'm a smart person and I still didn't like flag it. So now I know in my own writing not to have big chunks of exposition because it just doesn't work. Your mind can't wrap around it when you're watching something in a real experience. So these kinds of things are like so many tips and tricks you can take, take with you. Yeah, I love it. All right, the next one is read scripts and books. This author says, the more your mind takes in different types of writing, the greater creative prowess you'll develop. Yeah. Do you agree? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you read a lot of scripts. I, I've been slacking. But yes, I, I try to, I went into this year being like, okay, I need to read like one script per month minimum. Like that was it. I always mm-hmm. wanted to have something, but I will read, I'll start reading things and sometimes I'll stop reading if when I start losing attention, but I, I'm always reading something just to kind of check out the story, the style, the tone, the pacing, everything. Mm-hmm. Scripts for me are, are, are helpful for screenwriting. Books are a little bit more of an escape. Like I'm, you know, that's, mm. I'm reading like a Michael Crichton novel and that, that's just for me to just kind of be like, okay, get off my phone. Don't look at a screen. I don't want to read a script because that sort of feels like I'm studying the script. The book is a mm-hmm. little bit more of the, uh, the escape. Um, but I love reading scripts. I think that's yeah. the most helpful thing. I actually feel like it, it's almost as helpful. It's like almost considered writing because I feel like when you're reading a script, you're you're reminding yourself how to write yeah and and you just see different style choices and character choices i agree yeah how often do you read scripts that aren't mandatory (laughs) (laughs) i don't read as much i also i love reading scripts in that i learn something every time i do it And I started a script club in act two because I wanted to force myself to read a script every month. Mm -hmm. And when I got super busy recently, that sort of fell to the wayside, unfortunately, because it does take a lot of work to not just read the script, but to lead a script club. You have to come up with a lot of questions and all of that. Um, But now that we're on the strike, we'll be bringing it back. And it's, it's very, very helpful. And I feel rewarded every time I do it. Yeah. For me, it's just like, it just feels like more work to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of people feel like it's homework. But if you can do it, it is 
always worth it. And for me, books I struggle with as well because books have become work for me too because the books, the kind of books that I enjoy are typically the kind of books I would chase after and try to adapt. And so now I come at it with a completely analytical mind, which I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't just sit with it. So I don't know. I'm struggling to get back into books in the same way. I'm reading something now by Salman Rushdie's new book, which is helpful because it's something, it's a topic that I don't think I would ever adapt, but I still can't help but be like, this could never be a movie. This part's dumb or- <laughs> Yeah, know? no, of course. I don't know. Can't turn it off. Yeah, the, the thing that helps me with scripts is if I will read on deadline and see that something sold, or if there's something on the blacklist, like that helps me get more invested, more interested in being like, okay, let me see what the hype's all about. Let me read the the script that's number one on the blacklist. Let me see why this just sold and all these people are attached to it. And then you can go in and read it and it helps. Yeah. And then you can get mad because you are like, what the fuck? I have a script just like this. This is my yeah. whatever, but yeah. Yeah, or this sucks. Why did this one sell? Yeah. And then you analyze it. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely, I, I need to get better at it. Something I need to work on because it's amazing. And 100% vital, and I'm glad he has it as a way to stay in screenwriting shape. Because again, if you don't write that day, let's say, picking up a script, I think, is is basically writing time. So you can replace it with that. Don't get caught up in that. Don't no. use that as an excuse every day of the week. But um, if you're if you're maybe not feeling it, but want to do something productive, that's definitely something you can do. The next one. Mm. Daily exercise. I in thought of you for this one. Yeah, I love this one. In addition to creative and mental workouts, you should also be literally working out. This is where I thought of you. He says, not only should a writer take periodic breaks and stretch their legs and pace around their home office or wherever they write, <laughs> they should allot at least 30 minutes a day to taking a walk outside. You do this a lot. Yeah. You're always pacing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is if I could be a professional... Uh, pacer or like <laughs> procrastinator that works out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fucking crushing it. <laughs> You'd be the LeBron James. I would of pacing. I sometimes like I'll justify playing tennis because I'll, I'll think, okay, I need a good workout. It'll help my yeah. brain get going. And then like I'll lose the match and I'll just come home depressed and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> And then you eat pretzels the rest of the day. <laughs> then I stack up on my Twizzlers and pretzels and I'm good to go. But yeah, I, I, I you know what? Today's a perfect example. Hmm. I woke up, couldn't fall back asleep. I went to the gym at 5 a.m. I'm feeling good today. I feel like I'm going to get things done. And so the exercise, very important. Yeah. Taking walks, big fan. Yeah. Where do you fall on this? I've literally never taken a walk in order to like come back to writing stronger. Really? I've never done it in my entire life. You've never tried should, it or it's never Yeah, happened? I've never tried it. Oh, take a walk. <laughs> like, walking does not occur to me as something to do to refresh myself because it's walking is work. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to take a walk around the block. You come back. You just yeah. sit down. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. T tomorrow, I have allotted the entire day to work on my, my spec outline. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in the middle of the day. I'm going to take my dog for a walk, come no, no, back. No. It, can't, oh. you, it has to be a, a solo just, walk. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Sorry, dog. You're staying yeah. home. Sorry, Indy. You're out. Okay. Does this is a genuine question? Does walking on a treadmill serve the same purpose, or is it the outsideness that is key to this whole process? It's the outsideness. Okay. And you need you need to just get out there and and see nature and like see a tree stump and like a yeah. bee and and stuff like that. Okay. Reconnect. Yeah. With the world. Reconnect with the world. Stretch your eyes. Let your mm. brain know there's more than just a treadmill and you're ready yeah. to sit down at your computer. Okay. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it tomorrow. You have to. Report back. So it's going to be in the afternoon? Yeah. Okay. Is that bad? Because it's so fucking hot in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to want to come back and take a nap. <laughs> Maybe it's a morning thing. Maybe you take a, a, a morning walk. Okay. And then get started. Yeah. What, what, what about okay. you and Paul take a walk together? Is Ooh. that allowed? Or do I need to like focus on the world around me? I think you and Paul is more allowed than you and Indy because. So you're, so yes. I have to go, I have to say, Paul, we're going for a walk, but we can't take Indy. Correct. <laughs> okay. okay. Dogs are stressful. You're always like They're, pulling them. I you're know. looking at it's them. It's true. Yeah, that, you're not it's there true. for yourself. You're there for your dog. It's so true. Because, yeah, she's a puppy still. So she's, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but if I take Paul with me, <laughs> I'll be talking during the time. Like, yeah. sh- is that bad? No, or I, should think, I, I think that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you're just, you're just getting the blood flowing. The okay. juice is going. Are there rules? Like, should I not talk about writing while we're walking? No, you, you can talk about writing. You, okay. you, that okay. would be great if you talked about writing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, yeah. yeah, we took we took Indy for a walk this morning, and I talked about my spec script, and I think we came up with some ideas. So, like, oh, that was really? nice. Now imagine yeah. that, yeah. but without Indy. Super relaxing. Lovely. Yeah. You won't have to stop and be like, come here, Indy, come here. <laughs> <laughs> stop pulling. Sit. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All yeah, right. So, so, in conclusion, <laughs> working out is good for writing. <laughs> I do feel better when I work out in the morning. It does yeah. it does get me in the right right space. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Create a personal work routine. Consistency is what we're aiming for here, he says. The more routine you make your writing and the things you do to maintain your creativity, the more skilled and productive you'll become. Thoughts? Feelings? Yeah. I, I'm all about a routine. If, if, yeah. if you can get in a routine... Get in the freaking routine. It's helpful. Yeah. I'm all about it. Me too. I don't know if you know this, but after our David H. Steinberg episode, where we talk about scheduling, we talk about re- creating a routine around your life that includes writing so you can't get out of it. It's there in your schedule. Yeah. It's actually an episode that a bunch of writers I know, and we meet like every few months, they always bring it up every really? time we have dinner. They're like, oh, Tasha's the queen of scheduling. Like, tell us how you do it, Tasha. 
everyone's like, I can't stop thinking about it. Every time, you know, I'm in my daily life and things go crazy, I think, what is Tasha doing right now? So it's become like a big thing, this, this scheduling thing. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It might change your life too. But his whole thing is consistency is 100% the key. And he has very practical ways with which to create consistency around writing in your own life, no matter how busy your life is. Because David H. Steinberg, for those of you who know and go to his writer meetups in Los Angeles, He's a very busy guy. He was, I think, at the time we talked to him, running at least one show, if not two. And then he also had a feature going. So mm -hmm. he's he's managing all this and has a family and, like, cooks for his family. Yeah. <laughs> all these things that it doesn't feel like you actually have time for. So it seems super important. Yeah, I once met a woman who was trying to get me into meditation. She was like, if you meditate, because I was talking about, I was like, I don't have time. And she was like, I promise you, if you meditate, you're going to have more time. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand it. She was like, you just clear your brain. Somehow it'll all work out. And I was like, okay. It does kind of slow down Do you time. still meditate every day? Not every day, but uh, a little bit. But yeah, yeah, have a schedule. Have as much, cons if you can have consistency, have consistency. It's just talking with someone about this. I was feeling a little overwhelmed because some new things had come into my world and I ended up having to write down what I was doing like tomorrow. Like I was creating mm -hmm. a schedule for myself and then just be like, okay, I have to tackle this. And they were all kind of these moving variables. Like I didn't know, like I was waiting on different things to happen so I could tackle them. And it was just kind of like, here's my schedule tomorrow. And I'm going to like do that this week. And so when, you yeah. just have to create that flow and then you, then you're in it and then you're yeah. good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a young writer recently ask me like, how do you get so much work done? Not mm -hmm. me personally, but just as a writer, how do you write? And I think this honestly confused me a lot. And that's just me personally, because I'm the kind of writer who can't not write. Mm -hmm. So the idea that I, just wouldn't sit down in front of a computer one day and do something and that I have to struggle to force myself to sit down was just, it's not, it's not been my experience. And I don't feel like it's been Josh's experience. That being said, just yesterday on the picket line, I was talking to a writer who said that one of her showrunners, who is a showrunner who has had a very hit show and presumably has had to write a shit ton of scripts in order to get into this position. She said that he hated writing. He loved being in the writer's room. He loved talking to writers about story, figuring out story problems. He loved pitching, which I think is bizarre, um, but he hated the actual process of sitting down and writing. So it is a writer personality that exists out there and can technically be successful. But that being said, I guarantee you that even though he hates writing, he always makes himself sit and write consistently. Yeah. Um, and I think a way that you can help yourself do that if you're one of these people who loves to talk about story but hates writing, which by the way, a lot of people who become producers are exactly this person. Someone who hates writing but loves talking about story because that's what you do as a producer. You talk about story all day mm -hmm. and you try to figure out how, how to make things work and work with writers and that super fun to some people, but the writing process is not. So consider that as well. You might be actually on the path to being a producer. But if you're not, you definitely know you want to be a writer. It's just tough to sit in front of a computer. I think this consistency thing, go back and listen to the David H. Steinberg episode about schedule. As long as you schedule yourself, because something that I did when I had a full-time job that was not writing, so I would work 12 hours a day as an assistant, 
Um, I would make sure that as soon as I was done at that job, I was not driving home. Because as soon as I drove home, it would be pretzels and Twizzlers and going oh. to bed and sitting in front of the TV. And I would get no writing done. So instead, I would take myself to a place where the only thing I could do is write, which was IHOP for me. IHOP. Because it was, it was close to my apartment and it was open 24 hours a day and you got free Diet Coke all the time and at the time free pancakes. So <laughs> you're just sitting there until the wee hours or, or until your brain dies because it's been 12 hours that you've been working. So sometimes I would write for one hour and I'd be done, sometimes four hours. And and then I would I would just go home from there. And sometimes you might even find time in the morning before you start your work, depending on when you start work, to go to a cafe and write for an hour or so. And then on the weekends, I would very much like wake up early, go to a cafe in the morning before everyone got there. In LA, cafes here get very busy very quickly. So if you're one of the first people in, you can get, get a nice seat. And I would work until probably around lunchtime. And then I would have my weekend. Mm -hmm. So that was another way to, to get writing done if you have a busy schedule. Love it. That's it. That's it. That's that's how to keep your brain in screenwriting shape. Yeah, just stay active. In every way, shape, or form, apparently. Every way, shape, or form, just stay involved. That's it. All right. All right. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. Scripts are what matter. If you get the foundations right, and then you get the right ingredients on top, you stand a shot. But if you get those foundations wrong, then you absolutely don't stand a shot. It's very rare, almost never, that a good film gets made from a bad screenplay. Tim Bevan, co-chair of Working Title Films. Nice. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I am Joshua Hallman on Twitter, Josh Hallman on Instagram. And as always, the Act 2 podcast is a production of Act 2, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist. Music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify. Spotify.